Hello, welcome back to another week of the Multifaceted Athlete. We have a solo episode today because <laughs> as of this recording, I'm recording to you live from sunny San Diego, not from frigid Denver. So this was going to be a solo episode anyway, but I was hoping I would be home with my podcasting equipment to record this. But as I'll tell you in this podcast today about my trip here to San Diego, I got stuck. (laughs) My flight home was supposed to be today, Monday, January 15th, and instead I'm in a hotel next to the airport waiting to fly back tomorrow on Tuesday, and I don't get back until Tuesday evening, and y'all know this comes out on Wednesday. Yes, I could have pushed it today or something, but I'm committed committed to getting this out. Hopefully this sounds okay uh, because I am using Apple headphones. Shout out to JK for hooking me up because I actually had my corded headphones for once in my life, but they go well with my phone, which is the lightning input. Uh, And those of you who have MacBook Airs know I don't know about the new ones. Mine's an older one. Uh, does not have a lightning port. It has a headphone jack. So can't use my corded headphones with my MacBook, only with my phone. So JK hooked it up, got me a pair, <laughs> plug into my laptop because we are also attempting to record lifting, running, and living before I fly out tomorrow. So two podcasts this week coming to you live from the West Coast. Fingers crossed they sound okay. If they don't, I appreciate your understanding. (laughs) Um, But for those who don't know, I've been in San Diego since Friday the 12th because it's 5K weekend. I ran this 5K last year, the Carlsbad 5K, which is part of the Carlsbad Marathon and Half, which is really the two things they advertise. They don't really advertise the 5K as much, but... I did it last year as part of Endeavor Run. And then I wrote a review for the race on ravereviews, I think, .com. And they randomly chose one review to give a free entry. And that's how I ended up coming back this year. And bonus points because Jess, my friend who's been on the podcast, lives here. So I got to see her. My brother and his girlfriend also live here. And they ran the race with me. So I got to see them. Got to meet. I'm going to go into all this too. Got to meet up with one of my athletes, got to meet up with another podcast guest. So very exciting weekend. But the original plan was Friday to Monday. It would be a little short trip. And it just so happens that it coincided with the polar vortex that is in Denver. Three, I think, 84 hours straight of negative degree wind chills, which is very uncommon. Uh, So suffice to say, I'm very happy to be in San Diego, where it's warm, sea level, it's amazing. So let's just, let's just get into it because I'm going to try to keep this short-ish. It's already 5.30 and I'm kind of hungry. I've got to find dinner. And yeah, so going into this weekend, if you have listened to some previous solo episodes, you know I was not looking forward to this 5k because for those who are new here or maybe just haven't heard in October early October first weekend I ran an ultra and then after the ultra 
or at the end of the ultra, my foot started hurting. And I thought it was just a product of being on my feet for 12 hours, didn't think much of it, then took a week off from running after the ultra to recover, first run back, foot hurt immediately. And ever since then, I've been coming back from whatever foot injury that was. So that was 12 or 13 weeks ago. So I still am not at a full for me training week. So running wise, I'm still, I've gotten up to just about 20 miles a week, which is pretty low volume for me. I usually sit somewhere closer around 30, 35. Um, and before the ultra, my sweet spot was more in the 40s, which was really exciting. And I would love to get back there. So I'm working on that. But yeah, leading up to this 5k, my running volume was a lot lower than usual. I did um, supplement it with a lot of cross training. So I've been doing a lot of biking because I have a Nordic track at home and I have uh, access to a gym. So I've been ellipticaling along with my strength work. So training time has been pretty normal. It's been it's usually anywhere from like seven to nine hours a week, which is, yeah, like I said, pretty normal what I was doing before, but the running portion of that is much lower. And because of that and how long it took my foot to feel more normal, I didn't get to really do many workouts for the 5K specifically. So I did, I think, two track workouts and then The thing that really made me not excited about this race was I did a 5K time trial the weekend of Christmas, and I ran it on the track alone, so granted it much harder than being in an actual race setting, Um, and yeah, I ran, I'm just, I'm going to say sometimes, but just so you know where I was coming from and to compare them with what I actually ran, but if I say something is feel slow for me, anything like that. Doesn't mean I think you're slow. Uh, just want to put that out there. It's just here for context. So in the time trial, my 5k, I ran around 27 minutes, which was slower than I was expecting. And the reason is because last winter I ran a 5k in December. And that time I think was like 25.03 or something. And then at this race in San Diego, well, Carlsbad, technically I ran 24.04. And then at a subsequent 5K in April of 2023, the Donut Dash in Denver, I ran 25.06, I think. So then running a 27 in the time trial, I was like, oh, I'm really not close to where I was last year. So I like, and I like to compete in short races and not with like other people, really. I like to compete with myself. So I like to try really hard. I try to to get close to previous times or best previous times. Um, So that coupled with not having the training cycle I wanted made me weary and not super stoked on what was to come because I was expecting to do a lot worse than last year. Um, And I really like being able to perform better at sea level (laughs) for obvious reasons. Sea level is a lot easier. So that was how I was feeling coming into this weekend. Uh, So yeah, a general level of not really excited because it wouldn't be a good race in my mind based on what was happening leading up to it. And I do want to mention like 
the time doesn't make a race good or bad, but I was looking forward to coming back to this race to hopefully be able to train for like at least eight weeks leading up to it, get a short little speed block to hopefully build on top of my ultra training and be able to break 24 minutes, which was my goal last year. So that's why I was more bummed about this, not just because it's like a certain time or anything. I'm not, I'm attached to progressing myself, not super attached to the time itself, but they go hand in hand, obviously, because if you're progressing yourself, you're getting faster or going farther, which then by nature, the time in my case matters. So those are my feelings going into it. Um, But I was super excited about this weekend just to see all of the people that I never get to see. So I got here on Friday morning and very quickly I went for a run and I remembered how amazing sea level feels. It just feels, it feels how I feel like running should feel. And what I mean by that is altitude just feels hard all the time. Even on my easy runs, like they feel easy enough, but there's a level of resistance that never goes away versus at sea level, it just feels like everything clicks. It feels like, and most of this year all probably like, duh, Kelly, but it feels like I can breathe a lot easier. Running up hills feels easier. The biggest thing is like my running form feels better. It feels more fluid. It feels more like I'm floating and I feel more like what we all envision ideal running form to be versus at altitude. I don't know. I just feel like clunkier, like things aren't feeling great. Everything, like I said, a level of resistance there just doesn't feel as fluid. So that was really promising and made me more excited for the race because like, oh, I can push harder here. Like it reminded me I could push harder here. And within that run, I did a couple pickups at um, the 24 minute 5k pace, which is around 740. Um, And just to see how it feels. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel too bad. Like I wasn't even aiming for a pace. I was just like, let's pick it up for this stretch. And it happened that my average for that, it was like 30 seconds or a minute. So nothing crazy but it happened to be like 7.30 or 7.40 pace. And I was like, oh, this could be promising. Let's see. Let's see what happens. So that was on day one. And then I met up with Jess. We got some food in a pineapple. We got bowls, but the bowl was half a pineapple. It was so cool and so good. And yeah, Jess and I text all the time. So it was really nice to be able to talk in person and just get a lot more conversation (laughs) done in the same amount of time um so that was really nice and then I was staying up near the race course which was in Carlsbad so if you're familiar with San Diego Carlsbad is about 40 minutes north and I was staying in a Hilton right on the water which I did not realize beforehand, but it's actually on the race course for the marathon. So once I got to the hotel, there were all these signs (laughs) that were like, this road is closed on Sunday from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. So I started freaking out because I was like, I'm supposed to check out on Sunday. Will I be able to get in and out of this? 
Like, they would have said something if I wouldn't be able to access this, right? But, you know, the anxiety got the better of me. And I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen? I'm going to have to drive on the course. What if I hit a runner? Which, that's like worst case scenario, you know? Uh, Spoiler alert, it was fine. But it was really nice because I was saying Carlsbad Boulevard is right along the coast. So right over there was the ocean. And I live in Denver. We're never close to the ocean. And I love the West Coast and the Pacific Ocean. So I specifically wanted to stay right on the coast, even though it was a little more expensive. But it was totally worth it. And I also, since... I don't know how often they let you do this. I got to do it for both of my hotels. Uh, Both of them are in the Hilton brand, but I got to choose my room and I chose one that was looking towards the ocean. So I had a view of the water from my room, which was really nice. So all in all, amazing. Highly recommend. I say it's the Hilton Garden Inn at Carlsbad Beach. If you're traveling to the area, I highly recommend. So Friday, honestly, didn't really do much after I saw Jess. I went, I got settled, explored, (laughs) looked at the fitness center, always important. It's one of the first things I do whenever I go to a hotel. And yeah, oh, I guess I did meet up with my brother. Duh. Uh, I went to get dinner with my brother because he lives quite close to where I was staying, just about 15 minutes east So it was a very convenient location. And then Saturday, day before the race, a couple of my athletes were racing in other races near San Diego. So got updates on them. Um, One ran her first 10K, shout out to Anna. One ran a five-mile trail race in Escondido. Um, And that was actually got to meet up with her later in the day. Shout out to Michelle. So... Saturday was super chill. I went for a run along the coast on Carlsbad Boulevard. And this is the run that gave me the most confidence. It just felt so easy. And I even ran up a massive hill and it still felt easy, which in my mind, I know this is how it is at sea level, level, specifically when I come out to San Diego based on last year. But it's another thing to experience it. Um, So I went for like, a four-mile run, and I should say before this trip, I kind of decided that I would not respect a taper and just kind of do what I want, take advantage of being at sea level, run as much as I want, and keep in mind, like, I haven't been running crazy mileage, so it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to go for a 10-mile run before this race. It was more like I'm not going to take a rest day before my shakeout or something like that. So I ran Friday, Saturday, the race was Sunday. Um, and it was it was very freeing on Saturday to feel like, oh, I can I can go three or four miles. I can push it a bit and not worry about the race because I had kind of told myself like I was releasing expectations of the race because I didn't think it would be comparable to last year. So I was like, we're just gonna focus on giving a good effort, running hard. And in the days leading up to and around the race, we're going to take full advantage of being at sea level because I really love running at sea level. And one of the things that bums me out when I race at sea level is that usually my running 
is lower because I'm tapering. So I'm decided to take advantage and not care or not overthink if I was doing too much running before the race and worry about like saving up my energy and making sure I was rested. And this kind of goes along with what happened for the rest of the day because after that run where I felt amazing, uh, met up with my brother and his girlfriend. We went into Carlsbad Village and like we got some food, walked along the ocean for a bit. And then I met up with Michelle and we got some I got a smoothie, she got coffee, and we ended up also walking up and down the coast, and we talked for so long, walk and talk for so long, we ended up walking almost five miles, so by the end of the day, I had like 27,000 steps, something like that, which normally, if one of my athletes told me they did this, I'd be like, what are you doing the day before a race? Like you're going to sabotage your race or you have a higher chance of sabotaging your race. But that goes hand in hand with fully taking advantage of being here this weekend at sea level and releasing the expectations of the race. So I was like, whatever. I mean, walking is low intensity. Another thing coming from altitude, I feel like at sea level, I recover so much quicker and so much better so like the morning run, even though I pushed it a bit on the hills, I felt pretty like shortly after I felt pretty amazing <laughs> and like kind of rested um, so much so that I actually did a Peloton ride, which I was like, I got to take advantage of the Peloton in this hotel because I don't have a Peloton. I have a Nordic track. Let me tell you, the Peloton is nice. And yes, I know I can just get the app and then use it with my Nordic track. But I don't know. That Peloton was really nice. So uh, all of that to say, I did a lot of activity on Saturday, the day before the race. But then did get my one of my favorite pre-race meals, night before meals. Uh, we ordered pizza and tried to go to bed early. You know, didn't quite work. I was in bed at 9. I turned the light off. But even though I telling myself there's no expectations on this one there's no pressure I still had race nerves you know so I was constantly waking up in the middle of the night thinking I was missing my alarm because the race the 5k starts at 6 45 and I wanted to get parked early so that I could do a short jog warm-up do some strides have plenty of time to get into the corral so I was waking up at 5 a.m the next day, uh, which isn't super bad coming from Denver, because obviously Denver is an hour ahead. So, you know, it's not like waking up at 5 a.m. on the East Coast coming from Denver, but 5 a.m. is early no matter where you are. So sleep wasn't great, but I was like, no, it's only one night. It'll, it'll be fine. I never really worry about the night before a race because I usually wake up a lot. So, and it's always fine. It's like, it happens to a lot of us. I know a lot of you can relate. So race day, wake up nice and early, make my coffee and everything's going well. I get there. I saw a car crash on the way, not as it happened, but like really shortly after. And I was like, thank goodness I was not the one in this intersection at this time. So the plan for the race, like I said, was just to give a really good effort 
actually JK texted me the day before the race and he said, let me find it actually. <laughs> Cause I thought it was pretty funny. He said on a scale of one being I'm going to die to 10, I could run it twice. How are you feeling about the 5k? And I said, I'm going to try to run it at a one. LOL. <laughs> so that was my goal going into the race. And I remembered the course from last year, which is really helpful. So the course is basically like from the start, there's a slight uphill, and then we go up an overpass, which is the main hill. And then we run kind of like it feels a little downhill to the turnaround point, and then we go back. So last year, I had no idea what the massive hill was. I had only seen the elevation chart. And it looks really steep because the overpass kind of, you know, it goes up pretty quickly. Uh, so I was freaking out last year before the race. So I was like, what is this hill? I don't know what it is. I don't know if I can push earlier in the race. So I'm going to be a little more conservative until I know what the heck I'm working with. This year, I knew what was coming. I knew we had the slight incline into the overpass. I also know that I'm good at running up hills especially at sea level. So I ran entirely by effort, didn't look at my watch once, but I was like, we're going to run hard, but not too hard from the start. We're going to get up this hill. We are going to make it to the halfway point. And then if we can, we're going to speed up. And then once we get to the downhills, going down the overpass, we're going to open up a stride. We're going to run hard and run fast. Because I think another thing I did last year on the downhill, I didn't quite let it rip as much as I could. So this year, um, pushed a little harder on the hill. And also, it wasn't as humid this year. Last year, it was the week that SoCal had a lot of rain. And it was like kind of drizzly the morning of the race. So even though the temperatures were both about 50 each year, last year felt a lot warmer and muggier which made it a little harder, not really uh, too bad, especially compared to, you know, altitude. So this year was much better, I think. It was like perfect. I would say high 40s right before we started. Obviously, it is a little more humid here being close to the water, but nothing crazy, not like the East Coast in the summer, especially. So yeah, perfect weather, perfect conditions. And since the race starts at 6.45, the sun hasn't come up yet, and it was cloudy this morning, so the sun never really came out. I did carry sunglasses just in case because I don't, I didn't want to waste energy scrunching up my face and squinting if the sun did come out. So I ended up carrying sunglasses the whole time, which was kind of annoying. But anyway, push up the hill. Uh, we get to the halfway point, and I was like, this time last year is when my brother started pulling away from me and he ran with me again. So I was like, this year I'm going to try to stay with him as long as I can. So at the turnaround point, I just stayed with him. And I stayed with him probably until we got to the overpass to the downhill. He sped up a little more than me, but I did. I just let myself... <laughs> speed up on that downhill even though downhills make me nervous especially with the foot but I was like we gotta go 
we got to take advantage of the gravity we've been given, go with the flow, gain some time back after running uphill in the first half. So we just went. And then once my brother started pulling away, I focused mainly on the people who were directly in front of me and staying with them or slowly gaining on them. And it was mostly guys around me. So I focused on slowly reeling them in. And I also really focused on like keeping my breathing under control until I got closer to the end and I knew I could do the final kick and it didn't really matter if I was fighting for my life. So that was what I focused on. And I did use the same mantras from last year, which I like to say, I am smooth, I am strong, I am fast. And it works really well for me, especially at sea level. Like I was saying before, I feel like my movement is just more fluid. It's just like, yes, this, this is how it's supposed to feel. So then we're ripping down the downhill and then it kind of, there's like a tiny incline, which kind of sucks. And then you make a sharp left turn into the finish chute. But you can see the light where the finish chute is before you get there. So I started speeding up probably when the sign said 26 miles for the marathon. So like 0.2 from the finish. And it's funny. um, I'll say my splits in a second. But the last, I think my watch said 3.16 this year. And I think it said 3.15 last year or something. But last year, my split for the final point one five was 6.09. And uh, funny enough, my split for the last point one six this year was also 6.09. So same finishing kick. And actually, a lot of the race was similar to last year. So like I said, no idea what to expect. Wasn't looking at my watch. And when I was running down the finish shoot, One, I was focusing on passing the two guys around me and seeing if I could outkick them, which I did, which was exciting. Um, And then I saw 24 on the clock, and I was like, what? You're telling me I ran 24-something? I think I saw 24.10. And then I was like, holy, holy shit. That's a lot faster than I expected. And for reference, last year, I mentioned it earlier, but in case you missed it, I ran 24.04 which had been my fastest 5k since being out of college. So my official time this year was 2413, only nine seconds slower, which I was super stoked about. Like I did not expect that at all. And it went so much better than I expected. And especially this is why I mentioned the time trial time, because like running at 27 and altitude, yes, I was alone. Yes, I was on a track. Um, would not have expected to run a 24-something in this 5K on a road with elevation changes. But something that I am relearning, something I knew in college and somehow forgot, is I'm not a flat, not a flat runner. I do not excel when I have to keep a consistent pace on level ground. I am a hill runner. So I do much better with courses like this Carlsbad race where you run up the hill, then you run down the hill. And it was the same thing in college when we would run at, um, my God, what is that called? I keep wanting to say Fordham, but it's not Fordham. 
Van Cortland. That's what it is. When we would run at Van Cortland, I hated the first mile because we ran around the flat field and then we got to run into the back trails where the hills were. And that that was where I passed people. So very exciting. I was very happy with this result. Um, and so just to compare last year to this year. So both years I ran negative splits, which I feel like doesn't usually happen to me with a 5k, but it makes sense on this course. Like I said, (laughs) you get the downhills in the second half, so you can really speed up. So last year, my splits were eight minutes for the first mile, 739 for the second mile, 735 for the third mile, and 609 for the last 0.15 or whatever. This year, my splits were 758 for the first mile, so I sped up ever so slightly, 744 for the second mile, so slowed down ever so slightly, 735 for the third mile, exactly the same as last year, and then 609 for the last 0.16, the exact same as last year. And something I find interesting is comparing the heart rate averages for all of those splits. So granted, I was using my wrist watch for last year and this year, but they are both my Garmin Phoenix. So it is apples to apples. Take these numbers with a grain of salt. Okay, so last year, average heart rate, first mile, 159, second mile, 197, <laughs> third mile, 202, finishing kick, 204. This year, first mile, 163, so a little higher than last year. Second mile, 193, so a little lower, which makes sense because my second mile was slower than last year's second mile. Third mile 199 so lower than last year even though the paces were the same and then finishing kick 202 slightly lower than last year even though the pace was the same so there's not really a conclusion to come from comparing these two but I think it's fun to compare the two it is I feel like this year was more consistent last year it looks like the first Okay, so I remember what happened, actually. The first mile I knew was too slow because I looked down at my watch and I saw we were running eight-minute pace at one point on the slight incline, and I was like, shit, we got to go. So when I got to the top of the overpass, I started going, which is also probably why I couldn't or I wasn't sure if I could speed up after the halfway point and keep up with my brother because he did take off at that point versus this year. I didn't speed up as much when I got to the top of the overpass and just increased it from there. So all in all, very happy with this. Nine second difference between this year and last year. One other thing to say about last year is I had been training for the 5K specifically since the end of August. So four or five months, give or take, of dedicated 5K training. So very happy I could run a comparable time this year without specific 5k training um and I think if you want to like take some lessons from this (laughs) is I mean one consistency matters like the training that I did the rest of the year before my foot injury really helped with what I was working with going into the foot injury and the fact that I couldn't run as much but I replaced it with cross training and strength Um, But more so the cross training 
and just I've been consistently supplementing with the cross training I think has been really helpful in keeping the fitness required to run this time so I think this is a hopeful story even if you can't do the training that you want to do intensity wise the base the base helps so much I don't know if I could have obviously we'll never know but I think something that really helped was before the ultra I was consistently doing like 40 plus miles a week which was uh, I guess similar like anywhere from seven to nine hours of running a week I got up to like a couple 50 mile weeks before the 50 miler and I think and I wasn't doing speed workouts at this time because I was focusing more on time on feet and accumulating volume and I didn't want to add in speed workouts and increase risk of injury before the race so lots of low intensity time on feet but I think that really helped and the cross training especially because with the cross training I can really keep my heart rate down in those lower zones which I find very challenging with running uh like I'm usually not in zone one ever with running so it's been really nice having cross training I usually do it three to five times a week and usually like 20 to 30 minutes with my run or lift and all of those are in zone one because one on the bike it's really challenging for me to get my heart rate up enough without like blowing out my legs the elliptical it's a little easier but I keep it easy I watch reality tv you know I'm not doing workouts on the elliptical especially since my foot could tolerate workouts towards the end so yeah if you want to take any lessons but all in all very happy with this race oh and I also did get first in my age group division which was really exciting last year I got second (laughs) so um there was actually someone in my age group that did or ran faster than me but she got like first overall so then you know you can't double dip you can't get overall first and then first in female 30 to 34 so it rolled down to me which is really exciting I'm not in it for the rewards but or awards (laughs) but it is really fun to do some of the smaller races and have a chance at you know getting an award like I'm not winning anything in Colorado usually but yeah it was really fun so that was the race and actually after the race I got to meet with Elizabeth Elizabeth Knight who you all hopefully know she's been on the podcast three times and she was at the finish she was running the half marathon which starts an hour after the 5k so got to see her in between our races and then she also ended up well not also I didn't run a PR but she ran a PR in her half marathon, which is really exciting. So yeah, that was that. And then, yeah, the rest of Saturday was pretty on. Nope. We went shopping. That's what we did. Or Sunday, not Saturday. Oh my God, all my days are mixed up. Uh, But yeah, for the most part, we were all super beat after the 5k. It turns out when you run a 5k hard, it hurts. I am sore today so then that brings me to where I am now so like I said the race was Sunday I was supposed to fly out Monday afternoon to get back to Denver on Monday night 
Sunday. I'm hanging out at my brother's and I get a text that my flight was canceled. So I'm like, great. I go to get on a different flight. Obviously, Tuesday's the only option now. And I'm a bougie girl when I travel. I only do nonstop flights unless nonstop flights are not a thing. San Diego to Denver, there are plenty of nonstop flights. But I guess I should add the detail. I got a text on Saturday saying your flight may be affected by weather. So if you want to rebook it, you can. I saw that text and I was like, "Mm, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk it. So it's kind of my fault. Come Sunday when I go to rebook, there are not many options because everyone else from the canceled flights is also rebooking. So the only nonstop flight gets in at like mm, late after 10 p.m. And if you don't know me, my bedtime is I'm in bed by 9.15. So as much as I love nonstop flights, I was like, no, not doing this, especially because Denver International Airport is at least a 40-minute drive back to our home after waiting for my bag to come out, and DIA is huge. So it takes a while for the bags to even get the baggage claim. So, like, we'd probably be getting home if the flight landed at 10, at 11, at the earliest. Like, no thank you. So I have to extend my travel time and have a layover. But I did get a flight back tomorrow on Tuesday. Layover in Phoenix. It's going to take, like, four hours to get back to Denver when it really should take two. Which is annoying, but, you know... I got an extra day here in San Diego, which was a special treat, minus the fact that I had to pay for a hotel. (laughs) But since I didn't have to fly back today, I got to see Jess again. Uh, And like I said, I get to stay in the hotel again. I might take advantage of the nice fitness center here. JK just texted me and said, I sent him a video of the fitness center as I do. Every time I'm in a hotel gym and he was like, well, it looks like you have to lift. Probably won't tonight because now it's 6 p.m. and I'm hungry. I probably won't tomorrow too, actually, because we are recording the other podcast in the morning. And then I have a meeting and then I have to go right to the airport. So, yeah, that that's the recap. The race recap, the trip recap. Granted, my trip is not over, so things could happen between now and when I get home tomorrow. Hopefully, it's uneventful, but yeah, that's how the 5K went, and now I have no races on the calendar, so TBD on what I'll be doing this year. I think I want to still focus on 5K speed, but I'm not sure what what other races I want to do. I am kind of leaning into the fact that I would rather race at sea level, but obviously that requires travel, which isn't always something I can do with, you know, financially, logistically. So I'll probably have to pick and choose a couple races if I do want to do more sea level 5Ks. Um, I would potentially come do this race again just because I know the course I love it out here 
it's really nice being here in January, but then there is the thing. Denver's not the greatest in January, and actually last year when I was here, there was a similar issue where I got a text, your flight may be affected because there's a snowstorm heading Denver's way. And the difference was last year, the snowstorm hadn't started. So if my flight got canceled, I probably would have been stuck here for like two more days. And I had already been here for like six days. So I didn't really want to do that. So I ended up preemptively changing that flight before they told me I could actually and flying back early. This year, the problems in Denver have been going on (laughs) since the day I left. Like I said, polar vortex, negative wind chills, plus snow. So Tuesday, it's supposed to be Tuesday, tomorrow. It's supposed to be warmer and better. So my thought process was if my flight gets canceled, it's not like flying back would have helped me because those could also have been canceled. So I just waited. Do I wish I hadn't? Maybe. It would be nice to be on a nonstop flight, but we'll make the best of it. But anyway, happy episode 99. Next episode is episode 100. As of right now, Monday, January 15th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Next week will be a guest episode, and I'm very excited about it. So, fingers crossed. That is still true in a week, but either way, next week will be episode 100. If you have listened this far, thank you so much. I appreciate you. If you wouldn't mind, subscribe, rate, review. Honestly, the best thing you can do for the podcast is to share this with your friends. Share this on social media. Tag me at Coaching Klutz. Let's spread the word. Let's make the podcast amazing. Well, I mean, I, I think the podcast is amazing, but let's let's bring more people in. To hear how amazing the podcast is. So, depending on how this ends up sound quality wise, because obviously don't have my nice microphone and nice headphones, maybe this won't be the best episode to start out with, but we'll roll with the punches. Anyway, if you want to DM me questions, comments, concerns, any topics you want to hear this year, DM me on Instagram at coachclutz or email me kelly at coachingclutz.com. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review everything you do for podcasts wherever you listen to them. It helps me out immensely and helps other people find the show and just spread my message. And if you haven't already, connect with me on Instagram or TikTok at Coaching Klutz. You can also find me at my website, coachingklutz.com, if you're looking for my coaching services or any of my running programs. And I will talk to you all next time. 